Welcome to the Small Business Report. I'm Gordon Deal. We examine things like habits of entrepreneurs, emerging trends, financing, marketing, unique ideas, where to get help, even how to get started on your own. Want to tell a story of your small business? Send me an email at gdeal at compassmedianetworks.com. That's gdeal at compassmedianetworks.com. Today's stories, the brick-and-mortar retailer that seems to be surviving the online shopping pressure created by Amazon and identifying fake reviews at small and large businesses online. Those stories after this. A business is only as strong as its people, and every hire matters. So don't settle for posting and then hoping the right person will find your role and apply. LinkedIn is more than the world's largest professional network. It's also a better way to find great talent. You already know LinkedIn is the world's largest professional network. Well, it's also a better way to find the best hires. And because LinkedIn considers skills, experiences, location, and more to match and promote your job to potential candidates, businesses rate LinkedIn jobs 40% higher than job boards at delivering quality candidates. Did you know 22 million professionals view and apply to jobs on LinkedIn every week in every industry? Go to linkedin.com slash now and get $50 off your first job post. That's linkedin.com slash now for $50 off. Terms and conditions apply. Again, linkedin.com slash now. Many retailers are closing stores. Five below can't seem to open them fast enough. Wall Street Journal reporter Suzanne Kapner says the chain, which sells everything from Spalding basketballs to Bluetooth headphones and yoga mats for $5 or less, might be the most successful retailer you've never heard of. Suzanne set this up. It's sort of like a reincarnated five and dime where you can find everything from cotton pads to toys to candy to um, Bluetooth earbuds. Um, you know, it's, it's mainly for teens and preteens, but they also have lots of stuff for adults. And, you know, because everything is so inexpensive, it, it doesn't really pay to ship online. So they have a very, very small online business. Most of their business is actually done in their physical store, which is unusual these days. Well, that's, and, and, yeah. and their prices are actually lower than Amazon's, according to some studies that I've seen. So that, that's also pretty unusual. That's fascinating. What's, what's the secret? Well, they they say they work with their suppliers to create these products um, to meet their price specifications. So, you know, they'll do some very creative things. Like with basketballs, they figured out if they um, ship them, if they ship them without the box and they ship them deflated, they can fit many, many more balls in a container that cuts down on their shipping costs. And then they just inflate the balls when they get to the store. So they sort of do some very creative things to help get the price down. You know what I thought was interesting is uh, somebody made the point in your story in that at five below, you are sometimes or many times buying things you didn't know you wanted. Whereas if you go into a dollar store, maybe you're after paper towels or tissues. Or if you go on Amazon, you you know specifically what you want. But I guess there's a there's something about browsing at five below? Yeah, it's they call it a treasure hunt. They say it's like the TJ Maxx for kids. That, you know, that's part of the fun is like, you might not know what you're looking for, but you kind of just wander around and you find all these cool things. And because the prices are so low, you can pretty much afford everything. How about the store growth at this point? 
you know, they're open. They're opening 125 stores this year. They've tripled their store base since they went public in 2012, and so they are they are growing very, very fast. It's incredible. We're speaking with Wall Street Journal reporter Suzanne Kapner. Her piece is called Five Below: The Amazon Proof Store." So with this uh, explosive growth, then, what about uh, the cannibalizing sales? Well, so far, it doesn't seem like they're even close to that. I mean, they just opened their first store in Manhattan today. Um, there's still a lot of area where they don't even have any stores. And, you know, their same-store sales, which kind of factors in the effects of cannibalization, have have been growing in almost almost every quarter except for one since they went public. That's 25 quarters of straight growth. So that would suggest that they're not really close to cannibalizing themselves yet. Thanks, Suzanne. Wall Street Journal reporter Suzanne Kapner. More after this. When a state ranks among the top 10 in the country for major new and expanded facilities, that's pure growth. When it's tops for three straight years, that's pure Michigan. Long known as a world leader in the automotive industry, Michigan is also a leader in defense, cybersecurity, mobility, agribusiness, and aerospace. In fact, CNBC rates Michigan among the top 10 states in the country for business. To learn more, visit michiganbusiness.org because helping business grow is pure Michigan. Ever felt like the online review of a product didn't pass the smell test? Katie Hill at moneyish.com has put together a list of ways to spot fake reviews of small business and large business products. Katie, explain. A lot of them are fake. It's really hard these days to tell. I mean, it used to be easier, right? You would just see something. It didn't. It was garbled. It just had five stars, and it was garbled, and you knew that that was fake. That's not really true anymore. There's not people hired to just write reviews, and they're getting very good at it. Um, but there was a survey that found that about eight in ten people say that they've read a fake review in the past year, um, and 84% of them say, hey, I don't even know if I can always spot a fake review. So I just thought, you know, this is an opportunity to really dig into what does the research show and what experts say about um, spotting fake reviews. So the first one, which I am not sure I realize, but um, examine the timing of reviews. So if you see a lot, you're looking at a product, Amazon, wherever you're looking at it, you see a lot of reviews pop in a short amount of time. That can be a sign that it's, those are fake reviews. Um, that's because there's a lot of times there's a targeted campaign to add a bunch of new reviews, and it often happens in a short amount of time. So if you see a whole bunch clustered together, that could be fake. I mean, of course, if there if the product just launched and it was Black Friday or Christmas or something yeah. like that, that might be why there's a lot at the same time. But again, just be suspicious about that. Wow. We're speaking with Katie Hill, editor at moneyish.com. We're talking about how to spot fake reviews online. Uh, how about the um, this accusation or the investigation that Amazon's doing that uh, there were payoffs right. for people to delete bad reviews? Oh, my goodness. Right. So that they're investigating that. We're not entirely sure if that actually happened, but they are investigating that. They were um, – that some of its employees, mostly in China, um, were taking bribes to delete negative reviews and share sales data, unbanned, banned accounts. There was a bunch of that. Now, they're investigating it. We don't know if it's true or not, but – you know, I mean, immediately when I read that, I thought, wow, there's a lot of fake reviews. Who knows what's going on here? But it, it's a problem because you were, people rely on reviews to, to, you know, what they buy. And if they're fake, I mean, you're, you're buying a product that you're not going to like when, you end up, when it ends up in, in your house. Mm. All right. Another way, uh, you said overuse of the words I and me and lots yeah. of verbs. Yeah. This was a huge study coming out of Cornell that found um, that online reviews that frequently
commonly use I and me are more likely to be fake. They don't exactly know why, but it could be because when people are lying, they try to make themselves sound more credible by using personal pronouns. So they're saying I and me to make it seem like they're the real person, you know, doing this. Um, and then they they also found that deceivers use more verbs and then. Um, they use more verbs than truth tellers, and truth tellers use more nouns. That's a little bit harder, I think, to parse out. But the I and the me, if you see a whole bunch of that, that's a, a, a little bit of a red flag. Thanks, Katie. Katie Hill at moneyish.com. Reminder, by the way, the Small Business Report is found on our website, which is thismorningwithgordondeal.com. That's also where you can hear our daily news program called This Morning, America's First News. Again, if you'd like to share your small business story, I'd like to hear it. You can send me an email at gdeal at compassmedianetworks.com or follow me on Twitter or send a message there. My username on Twitter is at Gordon Deal. Thanks for listening to the Small Business Report. I'm Gordon Deal. Mm-hmm.